0: My heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hi, welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm your hostess, Tamara Hill, and we're continuing our New Year's series about making this the year of transformation in your life. If you've listened to me so far, we talked about that theme, where it came from. It started with the idea of metamorphosis. Um, Just as a recap, metamorphosis, of course, is the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And as we all know, once they become a butterfly, they don't go back. So that's the kind of metamorphosis transformation that we're believing for in your lives this year, financially and otherwise. So with the year of transformation, there's several things to consider with that. And that is, how do you actually put that together in a practical way? As a reminder, Lift Off Your Finances is all about taking those practical tips with those biblical principles, And those two things together can equal financial transformation. And so this series to start off the new year is really designed to help you do that in a very practical way that's spiritually based. And with those two together, you can do anything. So let's take a a step and just look at what our foundational scripture was again for this. And if you look in the Bible, the reason why I use the word transformation versus metamorphosis, those are synonyms for each other but you see the word transformation or references to transforming throughout the Bible. And so there's several, but the one that I love the most is Romans 12:1 through two. This is, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. And that's so powerful because if your mind is renewed, everything is renewed. The way you interact with people, the way you think, The way you even react to situations will change because you're having your mind renewed by the Word of God. And so that's what we want to do here. To really experience that transformation in your finances and in your life, we really do want to first surrender to the Lord there as he describes in Romans 12, 1 through 2. So let's take a recap of the different steps that we determined. If you're just starting with this, how do I really have this year of transformation take place? in my life. And so I gave you five simple steps. I say simple, it was simple to list them, but living them, (laughs) it takes some effort, but it's something that I'm confident that you can do. So the first step was to pray. And when I say pray, pray, your heart's desires and the will of God. So if this is your year of financial transformation, maybe you want to be debt free. Maybe you want to purchase a home. Maybe you want to be able to, Find a vacation whatever it is you want to pray that desire and you want to ask for god's will so a lot of times where you see this is when people are making choices with employment i have been coaching someone recently who's trying to decide do i stay with this job i've been waiting these things are not happening they told me i was going to get a raise they told me i was going to get this promotion but it's taken too long i think i want to leave and apply for another job and this is where the second half of step one which is to pray your heart's desire the second step of that is to ask for the will of god that's where that comes in so i advised him i totally as a person on earth who's worked a long time get it why you would say i'm out of here but this is why we want to pray the will of god because everything that's been promised to you in this role may happen it may be right around the corner And I would hate for you to leave too soon and miss out on what was intended for you. The magic question is, how do you know? Well, we don't know. The Bible says that God knows everything from the end to the beginning. So that's why we wanna lean into him and say, God, are these the right steps for me to take? Do I need to remain in this position? Is it just a little more patience that I need? Or Lord, am I just sitting in the, same place for too long. Are you really leading my heart to something else? We only know this by surrendering and going to God and asking Him to help us with that discernment. So that's why the first step is to pray our heart's desires and the will of God. They go hand in hand. The second step that I described to you is to write down the vision and this is scriptural. This was from Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 2 through 3 and it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So, wow, that says it all. The importance of writing down that vision and making it plain so that that vision is before you at all times. When you do this, it helps you to stay focused I know right now I'm in in a season where I have a lot of initiatives that I've started in my life. I'm like, well, Lord, you know, what direction do I go in? Well, I can look back at that vision and anchor myself, pull myself out of my emotions to say, you know what? Even though this is not crystal clear to you, you have the vision, you've prayed over it. This is kind of where you're hoping this will go. That's so important when you're setting your pathway for the year, especially to experience transformation in your life. We're setting these um, goals and our visions for this year, but what if God, through the process of trusting him, it takes several years. Having that original vision written down and before you is a good reminder because we can get distracted by so many things, we can get discouraged, but if you have that vision, it will help you stay focused no matter how long it takes, amen? And then the third step was to really keep that vision in front of you, and that still is in that, that scripture, Habakkuk 2 where basically you look at that periodically. How many of you have ever had the experience of writing something in your prayer journal? And then you go back years later and say, wow, that came to pass. I remember in passing, this is when interest rates are really, really low on houses and someone told me, oh, I have a 2.3% interest rate. It was something really, really low. And I thought, wow, I'd like to have an interest rate like that. I completely forgot that I made that expression But you know what? When I made that expression, I was at a at a prayer setting, at a church setting. But God knows your thoughts. And that was a thought I had. And I just recently thought about my current interest rate. I refinanced at some point during the pandemic and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have a 2% interest rate. At the moment, I didn't connect the dots that, let's see, that was in 2020. And this the first time that occurred to me was probably 2018, that two years earlier, Just in the presence of God, I thought I would like a 2% interest rate. And boom, two years later, it was there. So you want to keep that vision before you. Uh, When I did recognize that connection, I said, oh, God, thank you. Forgive me for just being delayed. But if you keep that vision before you, it just keeps you motivated and keeps you in a mindset of thankfulness, too, which is really important. We'll talk about that in a moment. The fourth step was to create a receiving mindset and what that means is you want to have an expectation to see a change so again if you're believing god to save let's say you want to start that emergency fund this year let's say that you want to pay your child's tuition debt free without having to make these monthly payments whenever you write these things down and you pray about it you reflect on that vision you want to expect to see a change um god is good sometimes we may think i don't know We say this in the Bible in Genesis with Abraham and Sarah. Many times they doubted that they were going to have this promised child. And God, thank goodness he's not like us. He said, I know they doubt and I know they are questioning this, but I'm still going to do it. Oh, boy, I thank God that we have a father like that and not like us. Like, if you don't believe me, forget it. (laughs) So you want to create a receiving mindset. So that can happen if you don't have a receiving mindset. But we want to be people of faith. Remember, our faith is more precious than goal. So you want to create a receiving mindset. And that is basically like I mentioned before. If you expect to see something, you will see opportunities that other people do not. So as an example, let's say that this year you want to have a fully funded emergency fund. And when I say fully funded, that means that you have let's say that your monthly budget, not your bottom line, but your monthly total budget, it takes $4,000 for you to live per month. So a fully funded emergency fund would be that you have $4,000 times three months, so $12,000. So maybe that's what you're believing for. When I say that you have an expectation to see a change, if you're believing for that, you're gonna see opportunities that, that you may not otherwise see. So let's say you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna come up with $12,000. There's there's 12 months in a year. So you're driving home and you hear an opportunity where you can do something part time for an extra thousand dollars a month. Now, before you set this vision, that may go in one ear and out the other because you're thinking, hey, I don't have time to do anything extra. But if you're living with this expectation that you're gonna receive this goal, you're gonna hear that and think, wow, that may be a way to get me to my goal for certain without going into my regular budget. I can do this side job for $1,000 a month. And at the end of this year, I will have my $12,000 fully funded emergency fund for three months. Or let's say that it's not something that direct, but maybe you see, wow, there's a new way for me to solve this problem at work. And if I solve this problem in this new way, that's gonna open a door for promotion this is how I see things because when I have a goal, I see all kinds of possibilities. And the more you do that, the more you will see possibilities. So I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, please feel free to call me, uh, 720-792-LIFE, just to really talk about what it means that once you believe for something, if you're expecting something, you're expecting to see it come to pass, you're going to see opportunities that you normally wouldn't or that other people around you won't see. Amen. And then number five, I love this one, too. You want to document your proof points because this keeps you encouraged. So in other words, if you're believing to save that $12,000, let's say you get a windfall. Remember, a windfall is any unexpected money that you receive outside of your normal paycheck. Let's say that they give a a bonus unexpectedly. You're like, wow, God, I was believing you for this $12,000, and now I receive this unexpected bonus of $2,000. That puts me even further ahead, write that down. Maybe you're listening to something, someone like myself or listening to another sermon and you hear the minister say that this is the year of increase and you think, that's exactly what I'm believing for. And you write that down in your prayer journal. That's a proof point that I'm headed in the right direction. Maybe you run into someone who's a complete stranger and they say, you know, I was thinking about you, Tamara, and I saw you really coming into a place of influence and a place of of growth. You can write that down. Like, wow, that you know, I received that. Thank you, Lord. All of these proof points are gonna help move you towards that vision. And so that's why those five steps are key. And like I mentioned, I've done that since I was a little kid, not knowing that there was a lift-off principle or a system but I've seen things come to pass in my life by following these steps. Of course, as a little girl, I couldn't articulate it like I am now, but that's essentially what was happening. And so I hope that encourages you. And so if you're just listening to me, this is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances. And we're talking about this year being the year of transformation and practical steps to help you experience that transformation in your finances and otherwise. If you'd like to learn more about this program and see other resources for your finances, please check out my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. And so we also have a line, you can call 720-792-LIFE, L-I-F-E, or you can email me, Tamara at myliftoff.net. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at myliftoff.net. So with that said, now we're going to transition into a new section of bringing these visions to pass that we can have the year of transformation. And we're going to talk about some key transformation mindsets. And you know, Liftoff is all about a mindset. It's about your heart and how you're thinking about God and how you interact with the Lord. That's how you want to live your life and, and really experience these transformations that we're talking about. So let's talk about these transformation mindsets. So, I'm going to start with helping you to understand. First of all, it's okay to want transformation in your life, and depending on where you are, as you listen to me, you may need a big transformation, (laughs) or you know, you may something that feels really big to you. But what's big to us is not overwhelming to God. Thank goodness. And so that's the first thing I want you to just know that. Nothing is too big for God. It says that in his word, that there's nothing impossible with him. We wanna embrace that word. There is nothing impossible with God. Even if it's impossible with me, it's not impossible with God. So keep that in mind as we go through these different mindsets that you can take hold of and and practice to experience that financial transformation. So the first mindsets I wanna discuss, we're gonna talk about the ones that you want to overcome. And then in our next episode, we'll talk about the, the mindset you want to really embrace. So I do this on purpose because I'm not a negative person, you all know that. But if something is stopping you from, from believing, we want to address that first. I can tell you to believe all day long, but if something is stopping you, that's going to be a barrier to you seeing this transformation in your finances and in your life. So let's start with those mindsets that you want to overcome. And and as I go through these, basically these mindsets are rooted in fear. And that's the opposite of what we want. We want to have our minds rooted in faith. So to experience transformation this year, your finances, and really for the rest of your life, let's focus on these mindsets that you want to overcome. So the first one is you want to overcome this fear of disappointment. And so the scripture I have to talk about this is Isaiah 49. Verse 23, which says, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Well, you want to meditate on that because if you're afraid of disappointment, you'll be reluctant to release your faith, to believe for your financial dreams this year. So what do I mean? Let's say that you do have a heart for God. You're, you're hopeful, you're positive, but this is not the first time you've tried to get out of debt you tried and tried, and in the times in the past, something happens, somebody gets sick, somebody loses a job, so the car breaks down, there's just always something. Well, if that is happening to you, you can be afraid of that disappointment. Like, well, I hear you, Tamara, I do wanna believe that this is a year of transformation, but I just don't know, because last time this happened, well, we wanna overcome that fear of disappointment because it'll prevent us from fully releasing our faith. And so again, meditate on the word isaiah 49 verse 23 that those who hope in me will not be disappointed i may have been disappointed before but this is not over when this is all said and done i will not be disappointed and that's where we have to really press in and believe and trust god that he will fulfill his word the bible says that god watches over his word to perform it and so we have to believe that and say it in the name of jesus the second thing that we want to overcome is this fear of sin. Now, I'm not an advocate for sin. I'm not saying go sin and do whatever you want to. But if we have made a mistake, we don't want to let that hinder us from believing God for something better in our lives. So let me explain this a little bit more. So John 1, 9, excuse me, First John chapters 1 verse 9 says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And in Psalm 103, 12, it says that as far as the East is from the West, he has forgiven our sins. And so when I'm talking about sin in this context, I'm talking about the whole person of Jesus Christ. He he removed the sin from the world, which includes our sin. So we don't have to sit on the sidelines disqualified because we think, oh, I blew it, I've sinned too much. Now, if you're in a sin situation, we need to ask God to help us you know, God, I, I don't want to be struggling with this, but but please help me. But at the same time, Lord, I know you, you are not withholding your hand from me because I'm struggling. God knows everything. He knows the root of that sin. He knows the root of any challenge that you're having in life. And through him, he wants to, you to overcome that sin, that challenge, whatever it is. So don't let the fear of, oh, I'm not perfect enough. I'm, I'm still blowing it in this area. Make you not believe God to bless you financially and otherwise. We can talk about that more offline, but that's something that really can be a barrier for people. The next barrier is unbelief. And so the Bible says here in Hebrews 11:6 6, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then we also see in Matthew 17, 20, that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say this mountain be that I removed and cast into the sea. So all of this talks about faith and the opposite of faith in some instances is unbelief. That's not the only thing that's opposite of faith, but unbelief certainly is a characteristic that's opposite of faith. And so unbelief in this context is really saying there is no way, I know that Tamara's saying I can save three months emergency fund, but there's no way that can happen. I have kids. My job doesn't pay enough, whatever. If you're in that mindset, you are limiting, the transformation from happening in your mind and in your finances. So as hard as it is, you know, you may have the facts, but let's move from unbelief and the hope. You don't have to deny the facts. You can say, Lord, I I don't really see how this can happen on my salary, but I believe you that you can do anything. And I believe that I can be debt free. I believe from looking at your word that you don't want me to be bound to anything like that like dead or otherwise so I'm going to believe you even though I don't see a way I know you can make a way out of no way you say that in your word so that's how we're we're going to combat unbelief the next thing I want you to think about in terms of a mindset that can be limiting that you want to remove so you can experience financial transformation is doubt and doubt is similar to unbelief but a little bit different So that unbelief is, there is no way this can happen. I may as well not even try. Doubt is, I'm going to stick a toe in the water. (laughs) Maybe it can happen, but I don't want to get my hopes up. That type of mindset, and that can be limiting too. But look at what the Word says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will make your path straight. We need that because if you're doing that, you're gonna overcome doubt every single time. And then for those, sometimes you have doubt for a valid reason. Maybe, like I said, you tried this before. Maybe you saw a family member tried it and it didn't work out the way they wanted. Maybe someone was trying to get a home and it didn't work out. Or maybe someone was believing and, and pursued a, a, a business opportunity and it didn't work out. So you're like, well, oh, I don't know about that. Well, let's lean into God his lean into him and not our own understanding. So, look at this. This is in Mark 9 24. Um, this is where Jesus came into, to a man to help him, and the man said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, you can still pray that prayer today. If you're experiencing unbelief, you can be honest with God. He already knows it and <laughs> just say, Lord, help me. I I want to believe for the year of transformation, but wow, I'm experiencing some unbelief here, will you help me with that? That's powerful because if you look at the rest of that section of the scripture, where I just started with Mark 29, 23 through 24, you'll see that Jesus didn't condemn him, he honored him and blessed him. So you can pray that way too. Remember everything we see in the Bible is a model for what we can experience in our lives and how we can pray and how we can trust and how we can grow. The next thing I want to mention that's a a mindset that you want to overcome if you're believing for the year of transformation are these feelings of guilt and unworthiness. And these often masquerade themselves in statements like, it would be nice to have an emergency fund, but I don't want to just sit and be greedy. You know, I I don't want to be greedy. Or "I, I would like to have a nice home for my family, but I don't want to ask for too much of a home. I just, you know, just the basics. You know, I, I really would like a garage, but a carport will work. Whatever you, you have to spare me, God. That's not the right mindset. <laughs> so when you think like that, sometimes it can masquerade a feeling of unworthiness. Think about the other examples I gave. Maybe you feel like you failed in some area. Maybe you came from a background where asking for things was a bad thing. I I have experienced that where if you even asked for a popsicle, it was like, well, what are you working two, three jobs? Why would you be asking for, (laughs) for such frivolous things? So whatever the reason is, we're talking about God and not people. Your worthiness is established because of Jesus Christ, because he is perfectly worthy if you have your faith in him and you have accepted him as Lord and savior, you have become worthy. I often say, I am the righteousness of God and Jesus Christ, just like it says in the word of God. And you should say that too. If you're basing your worthiness on what you've done, have I been a good person? Have I done everything right? You will always be in a deficit. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So as much as we want to strive and do the right thing, we're not perfect. So let go of your own righteousness and trust in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so if you're leaning more on that, I'm leaning on Christ and trusting him to strengthen me to do better. That's going to work for me. So here's some encouraging scriptures. Matthew 7-11, chapter 7, verse 11. It says it pleases God to give good gifts to his children. So you don't have to feel unworthy. You're a child of God. It pleases him to bless you and give you a good gift. And then Luke, chapter 12, verse 32. It pleases the Lord to give you the kingdom. Well, that says it all. So if you're struggling with feelings of guilt or unworthiness, just meditate on those scriptures, Matthew 7, 11, Luke 12, 32, and just talk to God about what it is that makes you feel that you're being hindered in this area. So with that said, I hope that these uh, mindsets that you want to overcome help open up the door for you to, again, really experience this year of transformation. In our next episode, I'm going to talk about those foundational mindsets that you want to really, really anchor into. These you want to let go of. These next ones you want to really lean into. I've experienced this myself. I've seen several of my um, clients experience growth because of these mindsets, and they will help you as well. So with that said, we always want to pray at the end of our program. And so, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for this new year. And I thank you, God, for letting us know that it is and can be a year of transformation. So, Father, I pray that you would just bring to our minds, if there's something limiting us, even if it's beyond the the different examples I've given here, bring it to us. And what I love about you, God, is that when you bring something to us for correction, it's not a mean correction, it's a loving correction. You embrace us and help us to walk those things out with you, not by ourselves. So, Lord, I just pray that you help us all to trust you, to keep an open mind, and know that you care about us so deeply and intimately in every aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for Lift Off Your Finances. This week, I look forward to talking to you more. Be blessed.